I remember, just as an incidental thing, but sort of fun because I happened to think of that image that I was, I had read in this when I was 20, 22, I had read in um, this little short world Bible that was on my mother's shelf, shelves, bookshelves, about uh, different little quotations from the scriptures. And I read that it said in the Bhagavad Gita that you should go to a solitary place and meditate upon me. And I thought, well, first I will go up state New York and try to find a solitary place where I can meditate. That was a disaster. <laughs> and it began by my total ignorance of camping out. All of you will <laughs> laugh at my stupidity. But uh, I didn't know. Anyway, I set out on a bicycle. Well, I don't know if there were bikes with gears in those days. I doubt it. But I know that I didn't have one. <laughs> and when I started bike, hi, uh, bicycling up those steep mountain roads, <sighs> and I was getting more and more tired, and finally I found a meadow. And I had a poncho, and I spread this poncho out and decided to lie on the field, thinking this is how we would, how one does this sort of thing. I didn't know about sleeping bags. I didn't even think about dew. Well, I woke up sloshing about in this lake of water, and the only thing I could do was get up and start around 3 in the morning bicycling again. And it went farther and farther, but I was determined not to sleep in another field. And uh, I couldn't find a single village. And I went, and I went, and I went, and I was so worn out. I went about 115 miles on this one-speed bike up these mountains, down the, but mostly up, it seemed to me. And <laughs> I finally saw a sign pointing to a town. It was two miles off, and I said, oh, that's where I'm going. So I went there, and I saw a sign, bed and breakfast. And I went in and collapsed in a chair, and I said, I'd like a room for the night. Oh, I'm sorry, we've been meaning to take that sign down. <laughs> I said, is there any place where I can spend the night here? They said, yes, there's one just down the road. I said, would you please ask them to come and get me? <laughs> I collapsed. I just slept the whole night, 12 hours. I thought I would die. My heart was just going like this. That was the beginning of my um, going into a solitary place and meditating on me. <laughs> then I found a little place near Indian Town, upstate New York, and... Uh, I thought, well, I, I needed to have some money to live because I didn't have any, but uh, I would work as a lumberjack. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, uh, the rooming house where I was staying, the lady said, you're not their type at all. <laughs> Fortunately, I never found that lumber camp. <laughs> but there were deer flies, and they were biting me all over the place, and I said, I can't. I just don't think I want to be a lumberjack after all. <laughs> and so I set out from that town, and I came to a farm, and I thought, well, let me work here. Well, this character was one of the um, beautiful, simple, charming, uh, simple, basic native country folk that 
Rousseau talked about. <laughs> the noble savage. I played the, I was in his mind playing the comedia, comedian to his comedy act. And he just uh, kept laughing at me and taking, poking jokes at me and I never said anything. And he said, must you keep slapping your mouth? <laughs> that was the height of his great comedy routine. He was an absolute fool. And I thought, am I going to really find peace out here in this country with deer flies and foolish farmers and stupid people? And uh, um, I left. And uh, I came to a center, to a, a factory where I thought maybe I can earn some living. By then I was thinking of finding, uh, getting enough money to go off to South America and live in a jungle, as I told you. And I got a job in a sintering plant. And the woman there who hired me said, you're not going to last a week. You're not the type. <laughs> and it turned out to be perfectly true. The people on this job were absolute fools, I have to say. And uh, because I refused to speak and didn't want to get involved in them, one of them kept saying, can't you, st can't you stop speaking? And this was the height of his comedy routine. <laughs> and uh, anyway, not to go, go into it at length, I got a job then in an inn on Lake George. And uh, this, this man was an arrogant type, but he hired me because I came from Scarsdale, which is a rich suburb, and he thought, well, this would add luster to his, his hotel. He treated his own relatives who were from Europe just like dirt. They were working in the hotel. And I got so fed up with him that I, I, uh, I had discovered Tolstoy's book, War and Peace, and I was reading that. So I thought, well, let me stay long enough to read this book. <laughs> And it was a great book, I have to say. Probably the greatest novel ever written. And uh, I remember him, some people came in and he, he snapped at me, front boy, front. I said, did you ask for me? Did you want something? I wasn't going to have him treat me with such indignity. And uh, he finally, he didn't like me at all, but I finally left there. Anyway, that was my experience of seeking the life of the simple, the simple life in the country. Thank God I found Yogananda. 